Happy Friday, everyone. We're closing out another month, and the butter average for January has fallen to lows that we haven't seen since last April. And while cheese eked out gains for January, that support that was shown at the beginning of the year has all but faded these past two weeks. I think those two markets were under pressure this week because of that bearish cold storage report. What do you think, Lucas? Definitely, Alyssa. We saw quite the correction. It was kind of in place into the middle of the month, price correction I'm talking about. But after we got the double whammy of milk and cold storage from USDA on Monday, it re-emphasized some of the bearishness that High Ground has been warning about for several weeks now. But yeah, specifically on cold storage, both butter and cheese stocks increasing versus November, and both are well above prior year levels as well. Butter inventories ended the year at the highest December total since way back in 1992. Really, the fundamental picture on butter has not changed in the past few months. We've known for quite a few weeks that production has been strong and stocks are increasing and demand is kind of mixed into the end of the year. So it doesn't really change much other than re-emphasizing that we are still bearish on butter and have very little to no hope of that price increasing close to uh, what the five-year average was. From cheese cold storage as well, though, stocks climbed 10 times faster than the five-year average December build, which just points to a severe uh, either slowdown in demand at the end of the year, or what I think is maybe a little bit more likely is resurgence in total cheese production. We saw cheese production mixed to lower, pulled down by lower mozzarella in October and November, but I think the stronger milk output really flooded into cheese vats into the end of the year, a trend that we expect will persist over the next few months. Obviously, those builds have a lot to do with the incredibly strong rise on milk production here in the U.S. That chart that reflects the recent growth in milk cows across the main 24 milk producing states is jarring. <laughs> jarring is, is exactly the word for it. It's almost a uh, vertical line at this point as farmers add cows at a rapid pace. The U.S. herd size at in December now, exactly 100,000 cows larger versus prior year. November revised sharply higher and another 12,000 head added in December. But not only is this milk cow growth contributing to stronger overall production, but also milk per cow, that yield number that we watch is still more than double the long-term average growth rate. And kind of a triple whammy here, cows are producing just really incredible levels of fat and protein as well. So the dairy plants can make even more product out of similar volume of milk. All around uh, bearish here, I'm a bit concerned about where we go into the future. We've heard some reports of milk dumping starting already. And we are still a few months away from the seasonal peak here in U.S. milk output. I think production poised to be well above prior year levels, at least two and a half percent growth into February and March, and then possibly uh, even looking at numbers as high as four percent higher versus prior year into the spring flush when we're comparing against wow. that prior year where cooperatives instituted those 
production restrictions. So unfortunately, not a lot of good news here from what USDA told us. That's kind of sums up things from the domestic standpoint. Can you fill us in on um, New Zealand trade data and, and things that we should highlight there that we got this week? You know, at first glance, you see a lot of red on that table and it doesn't look great. But then you remember that global dairy trade prices wouldn't be seeing the kind of strength that they have been if demand wasn't outpacing supply in some way. So it was also interesting to see China shift their purchasing trends as we would typically see New Zealand send the strongest volumes of the year during December. Those are the figures that came out this week. But China actually peaked in November instead. I honestly think that's a result of China being concerned about the shipping delays and wanting to get that product into their borders to meet demand in a timely manner. We know that there's been a container shortage around the globe and that China's really ramped up their uh, testing efforts on COVID. Ultimately, you know, I think New Zealand remains in a really good position. Farmers have a solid milk price. Global commodities are rather tight over the next month. And now that the North Island is is drying out again, it, we're certainly expecting to see these price levels uh, supported nearby. That is until milk availability increases further from the Northern Hemisphere into spring. That does it for today. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back on next week. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.